Yo, hope you're having a dope day and thank you for tuning in. This is the Sneaker People Pod and I am Chris Chu. For those wondering, this is a The Sneaker Podcast presentation. So shout out to the TSP crew. This episode, we are welcoming a longtime friend. His name is Oster, Oscar Castillo. <laughs> Butcher <laughs> your name. Ostrich. Ostrich Castillo. <laughs> He's the uh, founder of uh, Modern Notoriety. He is one badass photographer. <laughs> I do so um, many things, bro. It's crazy. He does, he, does, he does do so many things. Oscar, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? Very good. So we, we were just chit-chatting before we started recording. So we, we've been at it because we, we haven't seen each other in person in over, you said, since 2015? 2015, yeah. That's a good five years. But like we we, we chit-chat every now and then on uh, social media and uh, we've hung out twice in person. Yeah. It's, and every time it's, it's been like super memorable for me. Oscar's like a, a good friend and... Uh, Maybe you can elaborate on your uh, your resume or what you're involved with, <clears throat> because what I told you guys, being a founder of uh, Modern Notoriety and a photographer, I feel like it doesn't do it justice for everything that you you touch and everything that you affect. Yeah, and it's always been hard for me to really explain to people like what is it that I do because now creative means like a hundred things, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, originally I started as a blogger, then I became a photographer, then I became an activator, then I became a curator, you know, and then, and then once we started to establish uh, the Modern Notoriety brand, we started doing merch, you know, and being the idea behind the merch. So it's like so many different tiers, mm. you know, so I don't know, I guess, I guess creative, I guess. Creative. Um, there's no <laughs> term to, uh, to describe like a multi-skilled you know, yeah. individual these 100%. days. 100%. You're not even like <clears throat> embellishing it. This is exactly what you're doing. Like everything that you've mentioned is not like a hyperbole. It's like this guy's done it and like you've been very good at it. Maybe we can start at the beginning, beginning. What parts have you played in like the sneaker world? Man, so, you know, I... uh when I was going to college, I, I originally, my major was journalism. Mm -hmm. So, but it was, uh, you know, at that time, you were talking about like 2006, 2007. Okay. Um, it, it was very unheard of to write about shoes. Uh, you know, you told someone, yeah, I want to get into, I want to get into journalism. And they ask you, oh, cool, like what field? And then you tell them, well, I want to write about footwear. They'd look at me, it's super <laughs> weird. <laughs> this is pretty hype, man. <laughs> You're like, wait, this guy wants to fucking write about shoes? What kind of weirdo are you? I would get those concepts yeah. right, but I was just always obsessed with the idea that you're wearing somebody's idea. Uh -huh. Like anything that you are wearing at one point was somebody's. Somebody sketched it out during lunch. Somebody yeah. sketched it out during a, a break or you know some downtime that they had. So, um, you know, that's when I started to get familiar with like what a sneaker blog was. So you know. 06 to 07 um i started to write it for a site called sneaker files and at the time you know they were like one of like the top five sneaker blogs mm -hmm. that existed you know most of these guys that started sneaker blogs just did it out of just love for footwear uh there wasn't really a source for footwear news um unless like you really had a good relationship at a mom and pop shop or you yeah. know they would tell you what was coming out they would show you or they, they would show you catalogs they would show you samples that were coming out but the primary source for footwear news was probably either the forums or the sneaker blogs 
So exploring that realm, I realized that there were no articles written about Chicago stores or Chicago sneaker culture in general. So, you know, I used to just post about stuff that was happening in the city on Nike Talk. You know, Nike Talk had a Midwest forum, had a SoCal, NorCal forum. It was crazy. They had a forum for each side of the, the United States. And then, uh, you know, eventually I just reached out to the guy that sneaker files and I was like, look, man, like the birthplace of sneaker, I'm not saying the birthplace of sneaker culture was Chicago, but Chicago had a lot to do with sneaker culture. And, you know, at the time, Soul Collector, um, you know, they were doing all these nationwide events when they would do collaborations with nike you know uh, i think they did like a like the cowboy dunk release yes. like in vegas and, you know and then they did like the they were doing the chamber of fear releases they were doing like the you know air max 180s i think it, that was like in miami um you know there was like a air max 95 you know that they did too so 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 all of the it, they even did ohio, obviously they did ohio cleveland ohio because of the, the bron but like there was literally no coverage of anything happening in chicago um, and even today, like if you try to look for, you know, Chicago Chamber of yeah. Fear release, you won't find anything. You'll find like maybe like one clip on like, like somebody uploaded on YouTube. But, you know, there was really no, I guess, quote unquote, journalism happening to highlight those events in mm-hmm. the city. So I reached out to the guy that sneaker files and I was like, yo, man, like I really want to write about this kind of stuff. And that's how I started to build my name. After sneaker files, was there another <clears throat> stop before modern notoriety? Yeah. So um, after sneaker files, so you know, I I literally built a database on every single Chicago store. I would go to these stores. I would take photos. I would I would interview people. I would, I would just write up about like the store's history and like you know, and it was like a like a database of like thirty stores I had written about in and and. And back then, Dunk Exchange existed. So I would write about mm-hmm. that and I would have my little Olympus, Olympus camera and I would upload all the content onto Sneaker Files. So, you know, little by little, I was able to build that reputation. Like, oh, that's that kid. So that's how I started to get known in the city because I was a little kid that like, you know, with the camera <laughs> and I just, you know what I'm saying? Bro, I was putting people on, bro. Like a lot of the stores that existed, uh, you know, at the time, you know, um, they were able to get that national platform right. because I posted about them. And, um, you know, I was like, <clears throat> and it was awesome because like, you know, you're near a kid and like, you know, you're like fucking 16, 17 years old. And these, these sneaker shops are recognizing yeah, you and yeah. there's fucking, there's lines out the door and they let the, they let Oscar <laughs> in and shit, you know, and they're holding me down on release, you know, like it, you felt like yes, the shit, sir. you know what I'm saying? Yep. But, but it wasn't, it wasn't, just because I was Oscars, because I was, you know, I, I put in the work with writing about the stores and, and I, you know, and, and there was like, you know, that platform that I gave them to be recognized, um, you know, nationally. And at the time, nobody mm-hmm. was doing that, you know, like uh, it was, and there was, you know, they were getting traction too, man. They were selling out of shit, you know, they were getting calls, you know, they were, like there would be lines at the doors, especially like people that didn't know that those stores existed. Yeah. And then you, then you had the old heads that didn't like me at all, bro, because I was going up their spot, yeah, yeah, quote, yeah. bro. And it would be such a fucking like, you know, I didn't get it at the time, but you know, now that I'm older, <clears throat> I guess I can understand why they were pissed. But in their eyes, I was quote unquote blowing up the yes, spot. I get that. All right. And 
and and and me, I was just trying to put on for my city. <laughs> No, so bro, like I would be at these at these dunk exchanges and sneaker pimp events, bro. And I would feel the eyes on me, bro, like literally like stabbing me because these guys were so bitter oh, man. that the, the young kid or the new kid was here fucking blowing up their spot. And all of a sudden the store that they used to go to where they could just like hang out and buy a sneaker that wouldn't move, all of a sudden that store was starting to sell out yeah. of shit and there would be live, you know what I'm saying? So that was a so while, funny phase. While you were doing this, did you kind of see where the future was? This is like way pre-social media, right? Way pre-Instagram, yeah. way what we're doing these days. Like anything that's interesting, we're going to post a picture of it. But this is going to be the future. This is how shit's going to be now. Yeah, I, I think I looked at it as like um, it was a niche mm-hmm. hobby that existed that i didn't know that existed that could get bigger and eventually did um and you know when you you know 2007 the first dunk exchange in chicago happened and when i went in and i and i saw like you know uh dunk exchange 2007 happened at this club called 720 and 720 had like three floors when i walked in and then i noticed that 720 had all three floors filled up with vendors and you had a bunch of cats. This is what we're talking about. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the cool kids, but we're talking about the cool kids. Like they had a song called black mags and they had a, you know, that was like the dunk SB dunk era. It was a specific type of, yeah. you know, we're talking about MIA, uh, you know, fly like people get high, like planes, like that music okay. era. And then, and then the SB dunk era, like when, like when you started to see all of that, bro, I think, and we started to see the amount of people that would show up. I was like, bro, this shit is getting, so right, right. this is going to get big. So, you know, uh, at the time, you know, temper like in that current time, I I wasn't really thinking about how big it could get. I was thinking to myself, like, man, this shit's like this shit's getting somewhere. This shit's getting to something big. But I wasn't really thinking about like, man, this shit's gonna be huge in my. Were you years. thinking like you were uh, studying journalism and you're saying I'm gonna write about sneakers? And did this kind of uh, validate your desire to write about sneakers? Because like you're like, oh, this is way bigger than what it, anyone knows it is, right? It, it did, it did. You know, uh, at the time, it was like you had people that like were into sneakers, but like it was like a weird thing. You know, kind of you, you know how like anime is like glorified yeah. now, and it's like the cool thing. <laughs> yeah. It, back then, if you were into oh, anime, yeah. you were a weird yeah. ass kid. And back then, if you were into sneakers, you know, you were a weird ass fucking right. kid. You know, like you were just like like what are you a girl you like yeah, shoes yeah, yeah. like you like you know like people didn't get it but it did solidify my 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 love and my passion towards the game more than any time attending yeah. those events seeing okay. the hype you know then you had you know stories like you know jeff staple yep. you know his dunk low with the riots in front yep. and shit like cops yeah. and then you had you exactly so so once you started hearing about that more i was like man there's something there this shit's about to go blow up all right let's maybe jump into modern notoriety because we we got a lot of cover, man yeah bro uh yeah like like you know everything i'm everything i'm saying now is like the very foundation of how modern notoriety got built like so i ended up leaving sneaker files and uh you know at the time i was also working at a sneaker store so i I used being a journalist or being a writer who had access to a sneaker mm-hmm. blog 
to my advantage to get hired at sneaker stores. So now I had a balance of learning the business, yep. but also having access to the internet to this to this website where I could write about the business. <clears throat> and so time passed. I ended my stint at Sneaker Files and they're getting a, a, a new job at another sneaker boutique. And I was writing with, with nice kicks a little bit here and there. Um, but then after a while, bro, I was just like, man, I kind of just want to do my own thing so I could have my own rules. Nobody tells mm-hmm. me what to do. Uh, and Modern Notoriety actually came about uh, because I had like this very, um, this very like spiteful, uh, uh, this very like spiteful thing that happened between me and the manager at one of the okay. sneaker stores. So I, you know, I'm a kid and like, you know, that at the time Nike was doing like a bunch of yeah. events and they were inviting the managers and they were inviting everybody that worked at the store. But nobody told me anything. <clears throat> and I got kind of pissed. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? If anybody should be there, it should be me. So, like, man, I was like, man, I, either I'm not doing something right or or what. But, you know, I should be at those events. So, you know, notoriety to be known. It was like, man, how the fuck can I be known a little mm-hmm. bit more to be invited to these events? But then at the same time, I was the kid that was leaking shit, too. <laughs> so... <laughs> Bro, I remember I fucking hit. Oh my god, I, I got a crazy story. There's guy, there's this guy named Carl Benson, right? Worked at All Jordan right. Brand, and uh, like, okay, so this dude fucking calls me up and says, "Hey man, where'd you get that catalog scan? Why'd you post it?" <laughs> Bro, and I'm like a fucking seventeen, Wait, sixteen call, year old he kid. Called, guys, uh, for the listeners, this is back in the day <laughs> where d- there's no DMing or you can't randomly find people, so. <laughs> bro he fucking called me and he was and how he got my number was because like i worked at a sneaker yeah. boutique and it was like one of the top tier accounts ah. in the city so uh, everybody knew each other the jordan brand rep knew each other like it was crazy bro so i'm getting these fucking catalog scans and i'm finding like overseas or the, or, or or samples that i'm posting and then they're wondering like how the fuck did this kid get this shit you know what i'm saying literally, literally did they like like they didn't know that i was like a, like a mole yeah yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I had all yeah. these, and I fucking knew everybody, right? So that they, they they were pretty oh, pissed, shit. bro. They fucking hated me, bro. It was it was him and this other uh <clears throat> this other lady named Christy, and uh bro, they fucking hated me because <laughs> you know it, that's when I started to realize that there was like corruption in the, in in the game too with Jordan Brown raps because like, at the time they had salesman sa- samples and they were just selling it to everybody who was going to pay top dollar for it. You know what I'm saying? So, and this is like now, you know, when you're a store owner or, you know, you want to see the next year's product, they have, you have to put your phone in a bin. Oh, you yeah. can't take okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have to put your phone in the bin now. But back in the day, they had catalog scans, they had samples. Uh, you could take your phone and you could take pictures. But once stuff started to leak and the bro, we were really notorious for that, man. We were really, that's how actually, that's how Modern Notoriety started was by leaking samples because we were leaking stuff that nobody else had access mm. to. So, um, <clears throat> so it was, yeah, it's the, the Jordan brand rep thing. That was pretty funny. I mean, there's so many, I, I, I hope I remember things that there's a lot of funny shit that happened, bro. But, but fast forward to when I started Modern Notoriety, man, um, you know, I had a friend who was a lawyer. This guy was fucking loaded. Uh, and this guy was uh, very involved into the, um, like, his, he, he was a hooper. Mm-hmm. And, like, like he was very, like, into the, like, 
um, he, he was a sneakerhead. He was passionate about sneakers. He was a hooper, but he was also very, 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 very heavily involved in uh, like like uh, the, the the business of Chinese basketball okay. culture. So I'm talking about like the beginnings of like Anta, the beginnings of Peak, yep. the beginnings of Leaning, Leaning the, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so you know he was a hooper. He he could hoop, man. He was it was it was it was crazy. But he was also a lawyer. So you know this guy was loaded. Uh, so this dude, what he would do was, you know, he was such a good customer of one of the stores out here that the guy that was selling him the shoes would throw in a sample or two. Oh, okay. And then he became a sample collector. <laughs> so when I started my site, you know, he was like, Hey man, like, I know you're starting a site and I got some samples, yeah. you know, little, little, like this was when like, he probably just purchased the sample. He probably received the samples without no- knowing how important those samples yeah. were. To drive traffic so you know he was like hey man i got these samples would you be interested in taking photos of them and i'm like you know cool yeah whatever i'll you know <clears throat> so i took a i did like this like you can probably still find a link like uh i was like i think i think the title of the blog post is like jordan samples like 2011 or something like that but a, a lot of the samples that i was posting or that i posted in that post were were, were samples of shoes that were coming out like five months. <laughs> yeah, bro, it was crazy. So, you know, I wasn't familiar with what a sample was to that extent yeah. at that time. Like I knew what yeah. a sample was, but I didn't know what a sample was. Yeah. Like I, I knew like like I knew yeah. like working you know what I'm saying? Like I knew working at a store, like if someone says, Hey man, this is like a sample Air Force One, I knew that it was something that probably didn't go into yeah. production, but I-, I wasn't familiar with showroom. I wasn't familiar All with, right. you know, show C look C samples yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, I yeah, wasn't familiar with that. Bro, so I meet up with the guy, right? And this guy gives me a fucking duffel bag of samples, bro. And I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck? I'm talking about like, you know, uh, 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 what were those? What were those like teal and I think it was chambray, chambray yes. Air Jordan sevens. It was, it was, it was chambray Jordan sevens, man. It was Jordan five lows. It was thunder fours. It was crazy. Some samples were new, some samples yeah. were old, but I, you know, like. I was just like, I just posted all of them, man. <laughs> and it was crazy, bro. So then, okay, so then I started fucking posting our links on Nike Talk in the Jordan brand yeah. section. And remember, everyone would go to Nike Talk to be informed yes. about things. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to post our fucking links in the forum and see where okay. this goes. And that's when we started to skyrocket in traffic. And that's when MN was known to like, if you look at some of our earlier shit, you'll see our watermark, bro. That's when we started to like, you know, really go crazy with it. Um, with the with the sample showings, because I built a relationship with this guy. And, you know, every single, I, I would text him here and there. I was, you know, I was like, man, like, do you have any samples? Do you yeah. have any samples? Like, anyway. so we were the first ones to leak the Air Jordan 7 Bordeaux Retro uh, that came 2010, out in 2011. 2011. So, bro, so, so okay, so the Air Jordan 7 Bordeaux had never retro, yeah. okay? And there was a sample that leaked on Nike Talk in 04, 05, but, you know, there were talks about bringing it back, I guess, but it never did. But I fucking finally had the sample of the one that was actually going into production, yeah. bro. So we posted it in 2011 on the forum and nobody believed it. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> You know, like it's this is fucking fake. Yeah. yeah, stop like stop stop making shit up, you know, for to get traffic. And I just yeah. let it out, whatever. I couldn't, you know, I, I wasn't even gonna bother. But then like 
you know, the Air Randys and the Marquis Souls and all that shit. Yeah, Remember yeah, that yeah, Air yeah. Randy and Marquis Souls? So you had all these overseas like replica uh, factories posting oh, it. And, and and they were they had the CAD and the SKUs for these models and they were getting them produced in their factories. Uh, so all of a sudden our sources, we would go to see what was coming out, all of a sudden had posted the samples that I just posted, yeah. which means, yeah, yeah, so so it validated my articles even more. But we started, we got the Wolf Grade 5 sample. We were the first ones to leak the Wolf Grade 5 sample. We were the first ones to leak the Metallic 5 samples. We were the first ones to leak, bro. It was crazy. The last shots, like 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 2011 to 2013 were some of the greatest years mm. that we had because we were the only with those samples, bro. So um, over time, man, like it was, yeah, it was, it was amazing because, you know, you had like, and, the sh- and Matt Half Hill is a good homie, bro. Like he's, he's a really yeah. good dude. But at the time, all, all of us blogs, we were like rivals yeah. to each other because everybody wanted to be first. Everybody wanted to post the information first, uh, and they were kind of bitter because it was it was like who the fuck is this kid? Like, <laughs> like because because we were new, yeah. bro. We were like the new kid on the block. So they were like, who the fuck is this kid coming in with? Like who the fuck this kid think he is? Yeah. You know? <laughs> just like stepping in the, in their territory um and i yeah man i just went on a fucking streak bro and then we started getting the catalog scans and we were the first ones to break news about the black cement 3 releasing uh uh january 2011 yeah. because i had a catalog scan <clears throat> and i remember matt hatfield trying to call us out saying that it wasn't coming out <laughs> But the funniest shit ever was every time that we got called out, like the next day, there was always some shit coming out that validated uh, it even. So Matt, felt, Matt felt salty on a few occasions oh, at that yeah. time. You know? so <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was kind of funny, man. Because then everybody started blaming uh, him. Why are you calling them out? I thought you said this wasn't yeah, going to come yeah. out. But see, look, it's coming. You know what I mean? So Destiny was on my side for, for, for that, during that time. But, um, but yeah, man, it was it was... You know, 2011, 2012, uh, you know, like the last shot 14s, you know, like like it was just a bunch of shoes that were coming out that I had access to, to, to the samples. And our our links were all over the place on Nike Talk and we, we got a lot of traffic. Um, and that's when we started building relationships with the blogs because they knew like, you know what, fuck it. If, you know, he's he has access to it. Yeah. We should just get along with him because this is going to help us yeah, anyway. It's just traffic in yeah. the end, right? Yeah. yeah, just traffic in the end, and um, but yeah, it, it was hard, bro, because there was kicks on fire, there was sneaking, there was nice kicks, the underground souls, you know, there was a, there's so many different at the time, like 2011, there was that's when was, everyone started to, it was like a thing to have a sneaker blog, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, so yeah. it was like so. Many. It was a thing, but it wasn't um, it wasn't easy. Hell no. Nah, these days, like these days, it's everyone has a podcast. Right, and everyone just start their podcast, and you know who the big boys are, but that's about it. Everyone else is just everyone else. But back then, a blog—if you're gonna be yeah. a blog—it's ultra hard to like even crack into like that top Extremely five, top hard, six, bro. top seven topic. Like if you didn't have resources, bro, or if you weren't willing to be patient to build a site, bro, it was like the fucking hardest. And I remember, like, I. Uh, I borrow. I would borrow. Like I didn't even have a laptop at the time. I borrowed a homie's laptop, and you know, I would go to like a hookah bar yeah. and start building my site. You know, and I and that's, I had a self. I, I was self-taught uh, coding, and 
you know, just like anything having to do with building a site, be like yeah. SEO was a new thing back then. You know, like I had to I had to teach myself that in order to be, you know, uh, 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 in order to, in order for the site to exist. And um, it was a period of my life where I I had this gut feeling and this instinct where I said to myself, man. A lot of people yeah, aren't built yeah. for this shit because it was so hard. The consistency. I'm talking about, bro. I used to write 20 blog posts per day. <laughs> it's a lot, know, man. Like, it's like a lot, bro. I had, yeah, bro. I had to switch the themes, and you had to learn about AdSense. How is the site making money? I remember. I remember when I got my first Google check, bro. It felt so good because it was like, man, at least it's okay, leading, good. It's yeah. leading to somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know what I'm saying? It was leading to something. So, uh, but yeah, man. If you didn't have the patience at that time, like. You didn't really, you know, because a lot of sites started, man, and they flopped because the mind behind it, it just couldn't really, you know, uh, it's just uh, it's a lot of I effort. There's, though, a, there's like this you know? um, specific combination of having something interesting to post, being able to consistently <clears throat> create something that people want to go to. And then <clears throat> again, with the consistency, yeah. you're talking about 20 posts a day if anyone doesn't understand how taxing that is how much time it takes just just try to describe oh. just try to say the word cool 20 different ways <laughs> right like, how are you gonna say yeah, that man? exactly dude, yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly man i wouldn't uh, yeah that's that's so funny that you say, that you, yeah. <laughs> you say that because that's just what it was uh uh <clears throat> trying to trying to say cool in 20 different ways you know and 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 it, it was just a different realm man you know being able to um punctually explain yes way, punctually explain oh yeah way. at that time it was hard bro you know it was hard uh but you know after a while i got used to it and I started getting more familiar with it and then the blogging digital era i think that we we sneaker blogs were the original pr oh 100 footwear companies which I don't understand why, you know, nowadays sneaker blo- uh, brands hire these third parties, sneaker, no, brands hire these third party companies, these third party PR companies to reach out to sneaker blogs to post things. I never understood that yep. that's extra money yep. that's being wasted. These, 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 uh, these sneaker brands should have partnered up with mm-hmm. us sneaker blogs and paid us to do that. Why are you paying a third-party company just to, to, for them to tell us to post something or that we even, were really going to post anyway? The product to send it out to the blogs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like these 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 companies are not these sneaker blog these sneaker sites are hiring like these like third-party PR companies that you know will do like a write-up and then they will mm-hmm. send us the content for us to post, but. The problem is, is that these thir- these third party PR companies aren't well versed in this in this realm. The content that they make are is is really really bad. So most of the time that they send us this, this yeah. these emails, we never post it because it's just the content. It was made by somebody that wasn't into sneakers, and the write up piece was something was something that was written mm-hmm. up by somebody that's not passionate about sneakers. It's just a check. Yeah, it's cutter. just a check that they're collecting ultimately. If it wasn't for us sneaker blogs, bro. I truly feel that none of this this universe would not exist. We were like literally the first ones to really add that I think flame. To that there'd be less um, style t- to the whole thing. There'd be less h- attention. There'd be less hype. Look at look at it now. Like now, it's like 
you have like the corporate sneaker blogs like Bleacher Report, who's owned by Ted Turner, who used mm-hmm. to own WCW. You know that like who, who used to own a wrestling franchise. Not, not, now you have corporate entities trying to tap into a okay. culture that they did not build. It was organically, organically built by individuals who genuinely loved sneakers yeah. and we weren't getting paid for it, you know. Um, and now it's like NBA kicks and like kicks on court. And like now the NBA and ESPN are putting emphasis yeah. on it when they never did. Ten years ago, yeah. they would never write about sneakers, bro. It wasn't a thing. Like all the older heads that were running that, those channels, like they, there wasn't a concept for them to really mm. put energy towards. But now it's yes. like the world has fucking changed. So it's, but I'm, I'm happy that we were part of that because I mean, we still, I, like, I still get a lot of love from brands and I still get a lot of, you know, recognition from them. And, 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 you know, fortunately it's, it, it's like what became yes. a competitive thing between me and the other sneaker blocks became, uh, became kind of like a unofficial team thing. And what I mean by that was like, all right, cool. We were sneaker blogs like a decade ago. We were all sneaker blogs. We were all competition with each other. But over time, as corporate entities yeah. started to enter the game, we were all like soldiers representing you. the yeah. same thing. So over over time, you would see sneaker blogs that flopped, and you look back, and it's like, fuck, man, these guys were in, you know, these guys were part of yeah. the, you know building the the hype for, for this. But then, like you know, a, a site shut down, or the guy just gave up on it, and then, so now it's like from twenty sneaker blogs, there's probably only like a, like nine corporate sneaker blogs. Okay. It's probably like five now. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally. You know it's, what I'm saying? It's like the OGs were fighting for a piece of the pie, and then these new guys come in, and then the OGs are no, 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 you're not allowed to fight. <laughs> we are allowed to fight for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, the the day I first met you. Was that like a store opening? Uh, well, yeah, that was it. Was yeah in, uh, Mont- in it was Montreal, was it Montreal or Toronto. I don't remember the year, but Modern Notoriety was posting from the store on Instagram, and then I'm like, "Yo, Modern uh, yeah. here." So then I like looked around for yeah, who yeah. would fit the bill, and I go, "Oh, I think it's that guy." And uh, the first thing I said to you was, "I really like the style of your blog because it." it it provided information, but not in a uh, cookie cutter type of way. It added some flair to it. Yeah. The name of your blog backed it up, like Modern Notoriety. I would have never thought of naming something of that. Yeah, and and uh, which is funny because like I tell people all the time, like if I had named it Sneaker Notoriety or if I had named it something like that, I probably would have mm-hmm. I probably would have pigeonholed myself. The only re- the reason why I I I, uh, I I did that was because I've always had this foresight and yeah. this gut feeling about future stuff, and I t- told myself like if I was going to continue forward with this, I want to be able okay. to not limit myself with this footwear, but eventually, you know, evolve into streetwear, evolve into other things that isn't going to take right. people by surprise. Um, so you know, I, I yeah, so the name was kind of like a very yeah. rebellious kind of. You know what I'm saying? Type of vibe to it, but uh, it, it it I wanted it to be very. I just wanted it to stick out, you know, and 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 and, and in the future, just write more about stuff yeah. aside uh, from sneakers. I always imagine you sitting in a room trying to figure out the name, and you're like, notoriety, notoriety. What can I add to notoriety to make it like yeah. fly? And yeah, I was yeah. like, that, that's probably what he did. <laughs> 
It, well, and it's funny because like that that word has a negative connotation to it, right? So notoriety to be known, but to be known to be known in like a very like criminally mm -hmm. type of you know yeah type of way. But but then I thought about it, and I'm like, man, like we're pretty much like these like the renegades of this shit because we're leaking shit we're not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> we we're, we're getting calls from like these 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 jordan brand yeah nike reps to take shit down and it's like we kind of became like we were like the original like leakers you know so in a, in, a, in a way it made sense because it was like you know like we yeah did as we pleased yeah for the people you know because who wouldn't get crazy over samples yeah, back then it's true like it wasn't bro like you would you would log on to, sh to sites just to see what the fuck else was coming. But check this yeah, out. I got do it, story. Dude. If you got time. Okay, so there were the samples that we were leaking yeah. of future shit that was dropping. But sometimes it would be we would have downtime and we would just make <laughs> shit up, right? So, <laughs> so bro, but this is where it's fucking mind blowing. Okay. By the way, we're the first ones. We were one of the first ones to leak the Air Jordan One band being at the outlets. That's another. That's another. That's another story. So Air Jordan for yes. uh, Thunder. Okay, we all know that the Thunder and Lightning came out originally in 2007. In 2012 or in 2011, mm -hmm. I had the sample right of the 2007 version. It was downtime. I just took photos of it and said, you know what? I'm just going to pretend like I'm just going to make up and say this is coming out in 2012. <laughs> there was downtime. Fuck it. <laughs> so I was making shit up. And bro, on my mother, I swear to God on everything. When we said that the Air Jordan 4 Thunder was coming back as a retro in 2012, this yeah. was 2011 that we were saying this. Okay. It was just a blurry ass photo, and people got Wait, excited. Oh my god, whatever. Did you? We didn't purposely know. take a blurry photo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to, to 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 pretend that it was it yeah, was like yeah. a like a like some okay. factory Sorry, over there, like over cool. there. The fucking shoe ends up retroing in 2012 for real. Like yeah, like that was mind blowing to me. Holy so uh, so something that we made up actually ended up happening in 2012 and we had no fucking clue i would like to believe that jordan brand was taking notes and they were saying because jordan brand a lot of those brands bro they lurk they well back then they yeah. used to lurk in the forums for ideas you know like they you, you know like i remember c2 customs did this uh it was like a it was like an agassi air force one lava and then like years later Nike came up with the same concept on the Air Force One. It's crazy. Like it's 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 insane. So I, I do believe yeah. that like they lurked the forums for ideas. But we had no clue that that shoe was retroing in 2012. We made up a lie saying that it was. And I and I truly believe that they were like, you know what, let's just bring it back. I I, I really I, I really feel like we were the we were the reasons why it came back. We we do an article, bro. It's like it, it's crazy. We do an article yeah. in 2011 saying it was going to come back, even though we were lying. And all of a sudden, a year yeah. later, it, comes, it actually comes out. It is. That's yeah. fucking that's fucking mind blowing. But that was that was part one. Part two, Air Jordan 11 Concord 2011. In 2010, we said that it was going to come out on holiday. 
of 2011. Again, I made that up because we had downtime. So what I did was I got the fuck. I got I got a 1995 uh, a 1995 Concord. It was a it was yeah it was a 1995 Concord. And what I did was I swapped out the insole. So instead of the insole oh. saying Nike Air, it had the Jumpman logo. So I swapped out the insole and I took and the photo's still around there somewhere. And I took a photo from the top. Yeah. And you can clearly see that it's a Concord. So we made up that that was gonna release. <laughs> and then it fucking dropped that holiday, bro. So it was either God on my side or destiny on my side, but we were making up a lot That's of shit funky. that actually ended up being fucking true. <laughs> bro, it's so fucking weird. It's like the universe is on my side, bro. But it was, I couldn't fucking believe it, bro. I, I couldn't believe it because it was like, I, you know, we did it because it was downtime. You know, yeah, yeah. We, we wanted to add some flair to the, you know, to the hype. But then the shit actually ended up being true, bro. That's some Simpsons. That's some parallel stuff, universe shit, bro. Oh my god, bro. Yeah. Part Do you want to get into uh, street notoriety, or is there is there something in between that? Uh, yeah. Like, that happened between modern notoriety, the inception, and then like. Yeah, I I, I wanted to cultivate a community. Um, as the years went by and I started to be more focused on creating for brands, I wanted to create a uh, you know kind of like a hub or like this this um, yeah I'd mm-hmm. say like a hub for other creators. So the street notoriety came about because I wanted to have these photo street meets where I would invite like you know fifty photographers to shoot sneakers and. 50 photographers to shoot like yeah streetwear on like on the streets and stuff um and so the street notoriety thing became came about me just wanting to cultivate yeah a hub or community of you know people that were into the same thing that i yeah. was modern notoriety was its own site and it already had its own thing going but street notoriety was more geared towards community street meets um you know the street meet events that we would have um and 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 just have like something yeah. that these kids can and be a part of so i get nervous whenever i have to do something that we can consider media like even before this interview i know it's with you and like we were cool and all but i get nervous because i want to make sure it's good like i don't want to disappoint you i don't want to appear like uh, a fool mm. in front of you and then try to publish this shit when you're setting this up do you have to consider yourself at the top of your photography game? And when the people come in to this meet, they can at least say, well, Oscar is legitimate. That's why we're going to be sure that this is going to be something good and not something that's like half-assed. Uh, you yeah. know what? Like the first the first time I was like nervous because I didn't think people were going to show up. But a lot of people showed up. But like it, even yeah. on social media, I don't know why, bro, but I come off like as a very low-key person. Uh but that's because I spent so many fucking years trying to build MN that like the less time I was on social, the better for my mental health. So yeah, uh, I didn't expect people to come out, man, because I wasn't posting about it a lot like that. I was just like word of mouth. But when I saw the amount of people that showed up, it was like, holy shit, because I mm-hmm. realized that nobody was doing what I was doing. Nobody was doing like these like street, meet- street meetups where you can create and you know where you can get a limited edition tea like we were doing we were doing oh, these nice. like 50 limited tea runs and we would give it to the attendees that would show up and we would theme it after things like we would theme it after like uh you know our merch does really well so any concept and idea that 
we've ever done on a piece of merch like people it grab like people gravitated towards it so once you know we've done about five street meetups you know like and and, and then the more the time went on the more people started coming out and the fucking crowds that we were walking on the, on the streets when you really think about mm-hmm. how a lot of those meetups don't exist like that you and then you have a great result okay. with one of them you yeah. think about how better it could the next one can be you know what i mean because no, no when you when you, when you want to create man there's no community collective hub where you can show up in person yeah. and everybody can be like into the same shit and you guys can walk down the block and start shooting and creating and fucking meeting each other and like you guys are into the same you know industry and the same the same taste in streetwear the same taste in sneakers the same taste in everything and the yeah. first time you're meeting all these people and it's like holy shit like this guy's just like me you know yeah. what i mean and it's yeah, like, figure it's like it, it becomes this whole big of. collaboration between like 50 plus people was there yeah, uh, yeah. an idea for all the the shots that were taken? Um, not necessarily. I just kind of just like look like this is a street meet. This is something where, that you can um, really work on your skills. And if you want to get mm-hmm. into photography, especially in streetwear, sneaker photography, you want to do a piece of work for a brand. You know, this is this is this, these are the areas that I would go to if I were to do that. And at the time, yeah. you know, like people started to get you know people started to see like I, I was doing a lot of shit with brands and like shooting for one and stuff like that. So, you know, it, 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 if, if anything, all, all of those experiences were, were, were giving a lot of these newcomers, these newcomer content creators to the game, uh, a peek at where to shoot, how to shoot. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. most people, most, most people that want to get into this industry and like shooting footwear for brands, like they don't know where to start. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's a, it was a good way for them to like, kind of get that experience off him like oh this is where i can start like we can go to the city get a get a shoe shoot it against the brick yeah. wall you know shit like that and uh how about we jump into that for those who don't know oscar does work with uh adidas, adidas puma yeah. finish line uh body armor um east bay baseball uh, we do a lot of stuff man uh it, man, so uh, I think it was 2015. Um, no, it was 2014. Finish Line started to put more money and put put more effort into build, building their, uh, their presence digitally. Okay. So you know, I was part of that first generation content creator for Finish Line, um, and to this day, we still do. I still do stuff for yeah. them. Uh, and so it started off as them sending me a pair of shoes and see what I could do at the mm-hmm. time, you know, Instagram was like sneaker photography on Instagram was starting to bubble. It was starting like people were starting to take, you know, shots of their shoes in the alley and, you know, the creativity uh-huh. really started to blossom. Uh, but finish line was started starting to do the same thing. And I always knew this and I always will always argue this. And I, this <laughs> has always been true that no one knows product like people that are into it. Yes. So when you had sneakerheads taking better photos than people that were working in house at these at these at these corporate brands and these corporate retailers, that's when you know. That's when you separate authenticity versus not authenticity. Okay. So you know they were hitting me up to shoot stuff, and I was shooting a lot of stuff that their in house photographers couldn't do. 
So, you know, our relationship solidified and, you know, us having the blog, you know, we were still the media outlet, so we, we were still being sent product from other brands. So from us being hiring to create for a retailer, we were still getting media packages from brands where we were still, we were still shooting a specific way. Uh, 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 and we were shooting it in a way that would help them get more traction. So like, for example, like if I got sent, like at the time, if I got sent a pair of road shoes, yeah. right, I would shoot it in my style and my way. And those photos would have more traction than any piece of content that Nike would, that Nike would make in house. Right. Uh, and so what I started to realize was that authenticity is everything. Authenticity is mm. everything. Like if, if authenticity through the lens is everything. That's what's going to help a brand blossom. That's what's going to, that's what's going to have a retailer get more traction. At the time I was using this thing called eBay partnership network where um, it was pretty much like you post the eBay link and you, you would send them traffic and you would get, you know, they had like high CPMs and like they had like high, like uh, high rates that they would pay you out. It was amazing. That's how a lot of blogs survived during that era. And what I would do was instead of using a stock photo that Nike would have to, to drive traffic, <laughs> I would use one of my photos or I would use a photo that some like another retailer shot that looked amazing yeah. to send traffic to eBay <laughs> and bro, so smart, and I would, bro, I would sell so many fucking shoes for eBay, bro, because of that one photo that was taken out on the street or it was taken on some yeah. steps. And I fucking, bro, I, it was amazing, bro. Like it was like, like I, for, for, I was like maybe like 21, 22, 23 at the time. And I was fucking like, you know, I was killing it, bro. <laughs> from my age. I, get it. I, I was get fucking, it. Yeah, yeah, I was fucking killing it, dude. And it was because people gravitated more towards authenticity than, than that, yeah. than, than, than stock photos or the, anything that, you know, most of the, most of the photographers at the time when they used to hire photographers in house, a lot of those guys didn't come from that sneaker streetwear culture type oh, of yeah. aesthetic. It was the random dudes that shot weddings, that shot food, yes. that shot buildings, that shot landscape that they were hiring. They knew nothing about this vibe, right? So, the digital program with Finish Line started. I started doing the same thing. One of the guys from Finish Line left, ended up working at Adidas, and said, "Hey, listen, man, like the Adidas basketball feed, it needs to, it needs to be revitalized. Uh, you know, let me know what we can do." That's how it started. So their whole, so I changed the Adidas basketball aesthetic. Yeah. The, the way that people look at product and the way that the you know the the the, the type of content yeah. right i mean if you look at their feed right now you can tell which photos are mine but a lot of the content from since 2015 i was responsible for and changing i pretty much gave them a visual identity and then adidas football got involved and adidas baseball yeah. got involved in volleyball because they were all looking for all that authentic and it made sense why wouldn't it make sense there's a kid here fucking founder of a sneaker blog photographer knows his product knows his shit why the fuck wouldn't you have him yeah. so ever since then you know like the last product I did for them was the Toy Story one that everyone yep. just went crazy yep. over if the, um, people uh, don't know go um, check out Pix at Pixar Instagram and you'll find Oscar's photos man all, the, all like even even like the wallpaper the toy chest that was all built in house so <laughs> I I unofficially kind of became an agency I guess but <laughs> it's, it's crazy so, um, so, but from the finish line to then Adidas and then like, you know, over time we started to really st start to create 
for all of these tiers at Adidas and also, you know, Puma. And that's when I mastered store. I'm saying mastered because I really know my craft. I started mastering storytelling. Yes. And what I realized was that I was very good at what storytelling was because we were doing storytelling even verbally a decade ago, mm-hmm. 15 years ago, when we had a beef and broccoli, Babito Air Force One, when we had we were calling that we were calling it that. That was a form of storytelling. Mac and cheese Air Force One, you know, sheet ones. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was storytelling. Mm-hmm. Those nicknames for those shoes are storytelling. Like you're storytelling a sneaker. Like uh, if, you know, if, if there was like a, you know, old love, new love, we call them those things. That's what they're called. But it's, we're not realizing that we're verbally telling you the story, just like mentioning the name of what that colorway is called. Yeah. Um, and so I just started to just kind of be a master of a art that not a lot of people know how to do in a subtle way yeah. that's not too forced. You know 100% because I stalk your feed. I always look back at your photos of like, especially your Adidas basketball photos. You don't, they don't look like they're just standing there, but like, yeah, because of yeah. the angle of your shot and what you're having them do, it makes like, it's like motion without motion. I don't know. Yeah. There's something there. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it, and, and, and like, I don't even know how to describe it, man. Like, over time, I just, I just kind of had like this visual mental blueprint of how I shot mm-hmm. things, you know, unintentionally. It just became like uh, a, a natural thing that just came to me. Um, and even now, like, it's hard for someone to shoot a baseball cleat or to shoot a football cleat. Like, 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 like nobody knows that realm. Yeah. You know, nobody knows. Nobody knows the sport. Like, I'm. I'm so involved in so many different tiers that I know so many things about so many things, right? So if someone said, hey, Oscar, listen, we need you to shoot this Air Force One, uh, like we, we need you to do like a lifestyle shoot for like for our summer, you know, or, or fall winter campaign at finish line. Cool. But hey, Oscar, we need you to shoot this American football creep. Cool. Mm. Like I'm so well versed in different types of shooting. And, you know, that's one thing that I, I always tell people like, don't just stay focused on shooting retros because everyone is shooting retros. Yeah. If you really want to be seen, if you really want to be noticed, focus on the shit that you never thought you were going to shoot. Ugh. But if you look, if you look on Instagram, you know, everybody's shooting the same thing. Like I probably would never want to shoot. Like if Jordan Brand reached out to me, I would rather shoot their sports shit. Like their, their baseball cleats and their football cleats more than I would rather shoot the Jordan one yeah. because the market it's the the Jordan One market for content is so saturated. Yes, sir. Everyone, <laughs> everyone is shooting that stuff, but nobody's shooting something that they. I get concerned with like, well, I'm gonna shoot something that's like off story from my usual feed, and it's not mm. gonna get a lot of traction. So I'll just go back to what I know, just to pump it back up. Then I talk to you. Then I feel like fuck. I'm I'm faking the funk. Like you know. <laughs> Well, 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 it's not even it's not even that. Look, I'm not saying there's something wrong with shooting that, but if you really want to like, and this is something that Gentry said at when you and I met, mm-hmm. uh, he, he and this is something that always stuck with me is he was like us at Nike and Jordan Brand. We always want to zig while everybody zags. Mm. When he said that, bro, I 
I want to have that tattooed on me, though, because it was it hit me so hard that I still use that term. Uh, I used to I still say that to myself. So, you know, you'd be surprised what a few props will do to shoot. You know what I mean? Uh, And and like there's there's an ongoing, especially the content creators now on Instagram. Like literally, everyone has the same furniture. <laughs> everyone has the same clothing style. Like you, like like everyone has yeah. like the same. It's it's literally okay. You got a bunch of Jordan ones, and you have the same a style. A white chair of with the wooden legs. <laughs> a white chair with the wooden legs, pressed khaki pants, uh, some white socks, Jordan one, and a hoodie. Yeah. Like literally, everyone and their moms have the same fucking fit. So what are you offering the brand? Yeah. <laughs> like what, I hear you. Like, okay, like, I hear you now. Yeah. <laughs> you know yes, what I sir. mean? Like, 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 like people aren't really doing anything for them. So what's going to make you like, so that's, I started telling myself like, man, if I really want to elevate my game, I got to be well-versed in Photoshop, be well-versed in After Effects, be well-versed in all these Adobe products to really step and elevate my game up because a, a, a photo isn't cutting it, you know? So I had to elevate my style of, different types of content yeah i hear you you know uh, uh um but uh but yeah man it's it's Fuck. it's <laughs> yeah. every time, every <laughs> time i like hang with you or like have a conversation with you it's like damn it <laughs> i gotta do more <laughs> not and no, not, but, i'm, I'm but, not pissed that i gotta do more it's like i should do more like but i, I think i think I, I think there's like whenever they you were meant to, I guess you were meant to have this conversation with me, maybe. I don't know. Everything happens for a reason, man. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we're, <laughs> I want to uh, talk to you some more, but. Bro, we, we. Just let me know anytime. Gonna three, three episodes, three, three episodes. It's going to probably gonna take three episodes. I want, bro. yeah, that's, it's a, this is a three-parter. Okay. Yeah, audience members. There's going to be more for sure. Um, I want to talk about the the one time you really really affected me. Um, there's more than there's more than one, but there's one time I saw you. <laughs> I saw you with a bunch of other content creators at Michael Jordan's house. <laughs> oh my god, bro! So yeah, that was when that's that was when brands really invested in us, bro. That that that's that's when brands really started to pump in money to us bloggers yeah. and to block sites and to the original youtubers which were fucking Cousteau and Fomer yeah. you know like 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 uh, you know I also Fanalations wasn't there but Fanalations was the first one to start unboxings if you really uh, yeah about for it. sure like if you, 100 uh yeah. but but it was a lot of us there man like it was probably one of the greatest things I've ever attended ever was ever a part of yeah I saw you there and I was like what what is he doing like he's he, and then like you guys were able to play on his court you guys got all the, yeah, like, the product. You all got like dressed up in your Jordan gear. You each had like a locker room with your name on it, like a name yeah, tag. Bro. It was, it was amazing, and, dude. And it was at that point that I was like, I, I want that. Like, I, I want, I want to <laughs> yeah, do yeah. what Oscar's doing. Like, that's insane. It's what made me start thinking about like, well, what can I do for Montreal? And then that's when shit started moving in my head but now i talk to you again and i'm like oh, shit's not moving fast enough in my head <laughs> but no you know what like I, like like it, it's also like the I, I feel like 
Montreal. I feel like I feel like you know Toronto got the Jordan Brand store. Yeah, and they, With, you know they, that's closing get... actually. Oh really? This, this October they're closing it. Three year run. For yeah. Real? Is it because of COVID? No, no. There's like a backstory. It's a brand thing. It's politics thing. <laughs> Sneaker oh, politics oh, so, thing, oh, not a. It's oh, not. It wasn't. Right. Uh, yeah, but it was a big space, oh. a big space for what it needed to be. Damn, that's fucking and, wild, uh, bro. Yeah. Well, shit. Well, well, I was about to say something, but fuck it, that's out the window. But it gives you the advantage. Like you being in Montreal gives you the advantage because if nobody else is doing what you're doing, and 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 and, and I'm sure Foot Locker is popping out there. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's other retailers that are popping out there, but you know the game so well. That gives you the advantage of being able to build with. So my, my advantage in Canada is that there, I have less competition for what uh, for it, like content creation. <clears throat> there's like uh, ten ten people that do content creation for uh, sneakers, mm-hmm. uh, spread out through YouTube uh, photos, uh, and, and we, my crew. I'd like to think that in Canada we're were for sneakers were the podcast crew like we started okay. the thing without <laughs> doing a podcast on sneakers without visuals <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's our that's our niche yeah so i think we got that down like if and now i don't know how quickly or eventually that uh brands or boutiques are gonna jump on the podcast uh, train for sneakers but uh yeah they'd have to probably check us out if that happens but anything else there's there's <clears> only a handful of us so because of that i'm lucky be and they'll, they'll find me or they know me because of that. well are there's other sneaker stores out there or sneaker boutiques out there at all uh there are sneaker boutiques Foot Locker's like the main thing like the like the brand boutique and then uh then boutiques <clears throat> 10 10 boutiques maybe maybe three four that are at the top and then everyone else like, like non-corporate stores yeah like 10 boutiques yeah. damn you guys got Meaning, more than fucking no but i'm talking Chicago. about canada bro i'm not talking about a city like two. <laughs> no 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 but like we're not we're we're not a big country in terms of like population man so we're all like and there's major cities. Everything's in Toronto. You got Vancouver, Montreal, and then you have like uh, Maritimes, like that's close to the ocean, and then like the prairies, right? So, ten boutiques <laughs> throughout Canada. How do you, how do you, <laughs> I, I was like, damn, Montreal's Montreal's pop popping. <laughs> I gotta go there. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Even even vlogging, bro. Even vlogging for people that haven't seen that side in Montreal. You know, there's a few guys in uh, Toronto that are strong on YouTube, and uh, yeah, they've probably cornered that market in terms of in terms of um, if if someone were to jump into it, they'd have to then present something that no one else has, you know, mm-hmm. because the the thing about YouTube is there's no borders, right? It doesn't matter where you're from. But like the uh, in terms of dealing with brands, then it counts, right? Where you're from. Gotcha, gotcha. But to get like to get the hits, to, to get the views, people don't. They'll register where but, you're from later on. It doesn't really <clears throat> do anything. 
fuck it, man. I mean, like you, you know, it's it's still it's still COVID season. You, the the years the years are far from being over. It's it's time for a master plan, bro. Uh, I'm sure you no, got some... It's dangerous, man. <laughs> every time I talk yeah. to you or something, every time, <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to look at it like this, bro. Like, this is something that motivates me. I always say I say this to everyone, and I say this to myself every single day, which helps me make the decisions that I make. Is I tell myself like, you're not getting any mm. younger, so. Why not? You taught me to uh, to take a shot. Yeah, because you never know. The last time Oscar was in Montreal, he was like, uh, "Yeah, man, you, you're you know everyone here. Everyone knows you. You you, take should, it, you should be fine. Take Just advantage do of it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you were you were a bit you were a bit drunkish, as well. But I meant it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no, no, no. I, I, you I were a bit it, drunkish, and, and I said, like, "Yo, and I mean it." While I was sober too, I'm, I'm sober now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they sure uh, yeah but and yeah the, 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 and the reason why i'm saying this is because you know i think a lot of people just don't want to take that risk and the, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be more hurtful for you to be on your deathbed saying man i should have done that than anything else yeah. you know it's like it's because we you know we, we 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 still learn every day man and we still even when we're on our deathbed we're going to still learn about ourselves and what we should have done in life and yeah at least when you if you did it you did it if you did it you didn't work out at least you'll say hey man at least i took a shot at it instead of just yeah fucking dying for sure for sure know? as i as i mentioned at the beginning of this the this show uh this is just the the tip of the iceberg or like i mean it's gonna be like the last dance this is the part one of the 10 part series <laughs> <laughs> Bo- with the bonus 11th episode <laughs> that's right <laughs> you gotta buy the dvd to get it uh uh i don't know how about we finish off if you had a highlight reel, right? Let's say, give me like two to three of your biggest hits that you something that you've been involved with. Uh shit, man! Probably would be when brands started to give us the green light to do activations in Chicago. Okay. Uh, Wait, that, we can't. You can't just mention it and not talk about stuff. Do you, do you have time? Yeah, I got time. I got time. Okay, do it. Do it. Tell me about an act. Your activation. So, like, activation. man, like you know, when you're, when you spend the majority of your life trying to build some shit, man, uh, you never know what's brewing outside of it. Like people look at MN from the outside and they might think this is extravagant, crazy thing, but it's really hard work, man. It's really crazy, yeah. fucking hard work. You know, when you're dropping merch and you got to ship shit. When you gotta build stuff for a shoot, when you gotta source stuff, when you gotta source models for a shoot, when you still gotta update the social channels, when you still gotta blog, you still gotta make sure your blogs are doing what they're supposed to do, making sure you maintain the relationship with the people that, with the brands, with the media, like the like the media side, like the PR side of brands, like it's it's a lot of work, man. But you know we've been able to last over a decade, and I'm pretty blessed with that. Um, but you know, then comes a time when people start to value authenticity and people start to value uh, your worth and your work and what you've done. And they start to realize that you have more to offer than just a blog post and just creating mm-hmm. content. Modern Notoriety has built such a huge community that I feel very blessed to say this and it hasn't hit me yet, but every time I see a line around the block, every time I see the fucking, you know, the venues that we had, we outgrew to go into bigger venues to throw our events, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, twenty-three-year-old me would break down. 
and say, wow, bro, <laughs> I never thought this shit would happen. But, you know, 32-year-old me says, like, we got to keep it going. But, you know, brands started to say, hey, man, let's do an activation. And we fucking banged it out. Every build out in that, every build out in this space, every, every resource, every liquor sponsor, everything came from me. Everything was built in house. We have, you know, everything, everything from like the, 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 the objects and the props and the photo objects that people want to take photos with, like everything, everything was sourced by us, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like we borderline come off as an agency because we have the authenticity we have the platform that gives us the advantage over any other agency. We have the ability to build and create props and we have the creative mind to build a yeah. event. And I think my biggest win was complex con Chicago when Adidas originals pulled out of complex con Chicago and gave the budget to us. That was fucking phenomenal because at the time our Instagram was suspended and I didn't really have, like, it was like a gut feeling in me. I felt like it was, it was a very, it was a very tough time for me, bro, because it was like, fuck, you know, I built this shit and it's gone now. But we still did the event and we still, it was one of our greatest events we've ever done. Um, but, you know, it was Adidas Originals. So we have a concept called Through the Lens. And what Through the Lens yes. is, uh, is a concept that stems from my passion for product photography so what i did was i'll curate 30 photographers i'll link with the brand brand will give us product we'll give it to the photographers they shoot it and they create 30 different perspectives from their lens to look at product you're looking at it, you're looking at it through 30 different ways you can appreciate it 30 different ways then we make a gallery out of it but centered around that is also the activation so it could be a campaign of a puma shoe that's dropping in fall but we're yeah. visually bringing energy to it so people can look at it 30 different ways. And bro, it's so crazy. Our first one was with Nike back in 2015. It was, it was, it was a through the lens for Air Max day. And we linked up with 24, I curated 20 photographers and I gave them all Air Maxes. Yeah. We saw them 30 different ways. You know, Nike gave us the fucking, the yoga studio that used to be on top of the Kohan building, downtown Chicago. That was the first one, bro. And it was like, a different concept people weren't really appreciating footwear photography as much as they do now not everyone wants to do that but back at that time it was a very very specific niche that you uh, had to understand or had to know how to do but bro we've done about we did one we've done with puma we've done with nike we've done with adidas we've done one with the uh, mls chicago fire here major league soccer we've done one with hennessy we've done one with so many different brands uh uh and our last one that we did, it was with Adidas Originals for Compass Con Weekend 2019. Adidas pulled out, gave us budget, and that gave me like, I was like, holy fuck, that shit actually happened? Like they saw more yeah. value in doing in, uh, me doing that than they did Compass Con doing Compass Con. By the way, Compass Con here, like, like it, was, it, it wasn't as good of a turnaround as I thought it was going to be. Um, so it was a good move on Adidas's end because we had that cultural community pull. Yeah. Uh, and I proved that to them because a lot of those, a lot of the Adidas guys that went to Compass Con that left immediately went to my event and they saw what I could do, bro. And it was, bro, it was fucking wild, bro. It was, it was, you know, all the build outs, you know, we made, um, 
I just like it was crazy, bro. Like we we have this thing where we have um, every single event that we have, we do a special shirt for it that you get, like a take as a take home, mm-hmm. and we have like a screen printer there. And he was screen printing live. It was live screen printing, bro. It was crazy, bro. We fucking <laughs> blew it out the water, and we've done that for every single event, man. It was live screen printing, and it was. And we had the liquor sponsor there. We had fucking it was it was it was it was amazing, bro. The first big one that we did though was with Puma in 2018. That was with Finish Line and Puma, bro. And that was like holy fuck, because we went from a yoga studio to renting out a venue where people get married. To yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was fucking mind blowing, bro. It was crazy, dude. When yeah dude <laughs> it's crazy bro it's and every crazy. time i see like uh like recap photos of those i i want to be there right bro, so you, i just i could just imagine that the people actually being there and you the feeling is like multiplied by like hundredfold or something yeah yeah it's uh it's funny uh because sometimes like i get so overwhelmed with the small fires that i need to put out yes. at the event like if 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 the screen printer is there and his fucking outlet doesn't work, then it's like fuck, you know. And then it's like the liquor sponsor needs ice, you know, like all this other. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe the next one, but I've yet to like really kind of like take it in. It's oh, like, oh, holy fuck, you know, holy fuck. But but man, like it, the Puma in 2018, the event in Puma with Puma in 2018 was really the one that set the bar because we had a fucking line around the corner, bro, and it was cold as fuck, and motherfuckers actually came out to. <laughs> And, you know and, and we and we didn't even say there was going to be liquor available they just wanted something <laughs> to go go to yeah. you know a lot of people say well they just wanted because of, they went because of the liquor i'm like bro we barely even said there was any Who stands outside for liquor man yeah yeah bro yeah, no. <laughs> this isn't the 1920s bro like this isn't prohibition era <laughs> uh but uh but yeah man like that was you know i still look at the content today man and uh you know we had i bought this it was a silver plaque that had our logo lasered in and that silver plaque it's like a small disc you put inside of a light that yeah. beams it onto a wall and man when i fucking saw my logo on that wall bro i Yo. i was like bro wow like this is yeah. fucking amazing because it was the first time that you know we had done something to that extent where we're fucking collaborating with a brand bro we're doing an activation yeah. with a brand and not a lot of people can say that like 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 you know in uh, just single-handedly bro and i i'm i think that like brands are starting to cut because here's the thing right a lot of agencies that these brands are signed to or have signed they take advantage mm-hmm. of these brands bro like like and they starting to and i think in this quarant during this quarantine season they're starting to see how much money they've lost all the people creating at home they're starting to yeah. see how much how creative how much more creative these kids are or these at home guys are than the agencies that they were hiring before i mean they mm-hmm. were getting taxed bro so i, I i'm i'm think like like i'm i my next one my vision for the next one is new balance and jordan brand and and just complete those tiers of brands to do all through the lens with yeah but yeah man it's it's i think brands are starting to realize the value of like what creators like you and i can bring to the table you know like authenticity it's not forced like we didn't yeah. force ourselves to like sneakers we just fucking organically love sneakers and wanted to do yeah, something bro. with it and uh th- thanks for mentioning my name with your name in the same breath <laughs> 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 so what you did 
<laughs> we are creators of the same realm, man. We are, we're all yeah. relevant in some way. We're all creators of the same of the same realm, uh, and and you know, like we have the advantage to continue mm. to have these the attention that these brands. It doesn't look. It doesn't matter how many people are part of it. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. The fact that there's a mind that's part of the machine. That's what these mm-hmm. brands need. Like, you know, they, they don't have much of that. Because a lot of these, yeah. a lot of these retailers, they'll hire people straight out of college that have no experience in this realm. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I definitely want. I I, I would appreciate. I appreciate the brands or that do work with me, and that I feel like they feel how nervous I get whenever they send me something. Yeah. Well, well, no, I don't. I don't want. I don't want them to think that they send it to me, and I'm just like, thanks for the product. No, Bye. they want that, bro. Because there's some people yeah. that got so used to it that they don't even yes show a slight you know <laughs> drop of excitement there's people that are just like oh wow you know but it's people like you know people like yourself that brings that excitement to them to say oh shit we should keep doing this even more yeah you know bro and and, and you're, you're in you're in montreal bro you're in an untapped city bro like <laughs> bro it's hard to grow in chicago bro chicago is a fucking it's what's well, hard it, oh, it's hard to grow in the u.s because there's so many people that are do, trying to do the same thing, that are doing yep. the same thing. Um, everyone wants that brand attention, but nobody's doing anything different to get their attention. You know. It's, oh yeah. You know. Comparatively, it's it's kind of easier for me, even compared to like uh, Toronto. Oh hell yeah! If I were in Toronto, there'd be like more competition. But then you go down to the states, and it's like forget it. There's so many dudes out there. That are trying to get a piece and, and you have a skill you have skill sets bro i know a lot of people in from toronto that don't have skill sets like to me a skill set and it you're, you're in life you're basically a video game character bro the more skill sets you have you get you're gonna be able to beat the final boss at the very end oh i like that like like <laughs> like like it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of influencers and a lot of people uh-huh. that you know that you know uh, especially like there's a lot of people that you know um in the game uh that like you know the pretty face is going to get old at a certain point they're going to want to they're going to want mm. somebody younger and they're going to want somebody that's well versed in a lot of different things yeah that stuff ends your skills will never end they'll just get better so you know how to yeah. shoot you know how to do the podcast stuff you have skills that brands need you have the advantage to be able to do cool shit but there's a lot of people that don't have any skills. There's there's people that don't even know how to fucking shoot. Like, just take a, a simple ass picture. They rely on others to take a picture for them. So, yes. Yeah, bro. It's, don't get me started. No, bro. I, Anyways, I, no, I can go on and on and on. But what I'm saying is, the more you, the more skill sets you have, the more you're able to be valuable for yeah. other brands. Not necessarily saying, oh, I got to build my skill sets for so other brands can see me. It's just life rules in general. Like mm. it's like it's like it's like you will survive knowing how to fish and hunt, right? So yeah. if you use that towards the skill set mentality, you know, there's guys that only know how to yeah. shoot photos. There's guys that only know that know how to shoot photo and video. So yeah. who do you think these brands are going to want to fuck with. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I don't know shit about video, <laughs> but yeah, I, I maybe, you know, but maybe, 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 you know, like if I do learn a little bit of stuff, I can add, I'll add more value to myself knowing how to do video. Yeah. 100%. Hear you. All right. 
Oscar, thanks for uh, joining this episode. I'm so glad. <laughs> like, I, the image I had of how this interview would go to now what we've uh, put down, I'm so happy that like we got a chance to talk. Same, um, same, same, same. If uh, the people want to find you uh, online, Instagram, uh, your blog, why don't you give them your details? Uh, Instagram uh, slash Oscar underscore Castillo. Instagram slash Instagram.com slash Modern Notoriety on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, yeah, man. Pretty simple. They'll uh, find you, man. They'll find you. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll find. Yeah, <laughs> they'll find me. They'll find you. Um, yeah. So and shout out Portuguese this... chicken. Shout out to Portuguese chicken, dude. <laughs> Portuguese chicken. This is like this is this is a story for like episode two, right? Portuguese chicken. <laughs> yes, yes. That's yeah, the top, Portuguese chicken. That's the topic for the next the, the next podcast for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and what happened after Portuguese chicken too? Oh and, my wow. god. <laughs> No, no. All right, episode three. Um, so this this has been the Sneaker People Pod, um, a the Sneaker Podcast presentation. Uh, you can find um, all our links at the Sneaker Podcast or at the Sneaker People Pod on Instagram. You can find myself at Christopher This has been an episode with Oscar Castillo. Thanks again for uh, joining us, Oscar. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Uh, tune in next time when we'll have uh, another person uh, that's in the sneaker biz that's kind of interesting to talk to. And uh, thanks for always supporting. Peace out. Peace out, Broski.